This is the John Oakley Show podcast. We get the old throne speech uh, by Mr. Trudeau, which will lay out the vision of this new minority government. And it'll set a tone for sure on whether or not the Trudeau liberals heard the voters on Election Day or if they're going to ignore the message and continue to bulldoze forward on an ideological path. And we know climate change is their number one priority. It should not be, but it is their number one priority. And in a majority, they would be all in, but they don't have that power. So it'll be interesting to see how they're going to drive their green economy through, which they can very much do with the help of the opposition. And uh, in turn to, you know, if their, their green policy rolls out at all, you know, the way they were moving in the first session or how the Ontario Liberals did, the manufacturing sector here is warning they will not survive. Jocelyn Bamford is president of the Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Canada, and she joins us now. Hi there, Jocelyn. Hi, Alex. How are you? Well, you've penned an, an op-ed in the Sun warning that, uh, you know, if, if this government continues forward on this ideological climate plan, the, the Ontario manufacturing is going to, to be hit and may not survive. Absolutely. And when you look at the genesis of the um, green energy plan, it's the Ontario green energy plan, because it was Gerald Botts under McGuinty and Wynn that was part of being the mastermind of this plan. And that plan is why I'm paying 27.2 cents a kilowatt hour. When in North America, if you look at uh, the U.S. Energy Information Administration, which publishes industrial rates as well as commercial and residential rates, the going rate is on the low end, $0.04, cents, and averaging in and around the $0.05, $0.06. Cents. So I could move uh, my business to the United States and, and cut my electricity bill by a third. And I, I forwarded to you uh, my, my November electricity bill, which nearly gave me a heart attack when I opened it, because on that, I am paying on a $55,000 bill. Global adjustment is 36 $36,298, and my electricity is 2000 Okay, stop, because I read those numbers, and I was like, that can't be right. I thought it was a typo. Um, so you're, you're talking about your business, right. and you, your, your hydro bill for the one month was 55000 and right. 36000 of that was the global adjustment? Yes, and the global adjustment, remember, is where they put the cost mm-hmm. of the green energy. And, you know, if Uncle Joe wants to replace his beer fridge, and they get a rebate that goes under there, and, and uh, it's primarily um, disproportionately affecting the small to medium-sized business because this global adjustment is is where it's all bearing, and we're paying unproportionately for that compared to everybody else. But under the Ford government, that was supposed to, uh, you know, look, the bottom line is this province is in such trouble on, on energy because it's been so uh, mangled and messed up with, um, you know, this, the, the ideological you know, path that the last government took. It's it's going to take decades to fix it. Uh, but the Ford government did, in fact, promise to bring down those rates. Have they not h- helped business at all? No, we're still seeing the same rates, and and I don't fault them. I fault this this terrible electricity plan that they've inherited for 14 years. They just piled on costs on the manufacturer. And when I hear the federal government saying our biggest priority is green energy, 
I know that carbon tax is going to be to me and other manufacturers what global adjustment was under their electricity program and their energy program. So I, I can just see my carbon tax going up and up and up and up every year, and we will be becoming so uncompetitive that we'll have no choice but to relocate our businesses and, and manufacturing in other jurisdictions where we don't have that. And what's equally distressing is that products coming in from China or India who we know don't have a carbon tax, there's no cost added to their products coming in. So we're uncompetitive and the government's allowing other jurisdictions that don't have these uh, carbon pricing to come in undeterred here. Well, and it doesn't make sense because we know that China certainly is the number one offender and India is also a big offender as far as the environment. You would think that would make sense, you know. There you go. You get your own charge for a green fee, let's say. They could turn it on them, albeit I think people would argue, well, that'll kill trade. But this is the route that the government's decided to go on. Um, at, at what point, though, with the global adjustment, is the climate or the carbon pricing on top of that? Is, is the carbon pricing on top of that? or is So, so electric, it's confusing global to people. adjustment no. is for electricity. But carbon pricing will be for our natural gas and our diesel. So we use natural yep. gas to fire our, our, our production lines here. And we use diesel to ship our product around because a lot of us have a fleet. And because the Ontario government hasn't got a carbon price, this is why businesses right now are not uh, feeling it. But you will if it's brought in. We, we do. There's a carbon price federally that's brought in. So we are paying a carbon pricing right now on, on every time we use natural gas in our plants and we use electricity. And that carbon price is going to go up. Um, and up into 2022. So, so we know that in 2000, uh, um, and and we know what our pricing is going to be in 2020, and we know what it's going to be in 2022, and that's additional cost, especially when we have contracts that are already let out, some of them for five years, and that's additional cost that hasn't been factored into our initial contract that we signed with some of our customers. So that just comes right off the bottom line, and again makes us much more uncompetitive. And do businesses not? Quite Qualify for the rebate that uh, the federal or the Trudeau government promised. Most small to medium-sized businesses do not, so we just get to pay. So you didn't get the exemption. Nope. Well, you know the the Auditor General just uh, released the report, her report, and and, and slapped the government, the Ontario government, uh, for not doing enough on climate and saying you know swapping out the plan for the cap and trade was. You know, we're not going to meet the targets. So I don't get the sense that the Ford government is going to go back to the plan, but. This is what you're up against in the business uh, world. Right. And we have to remember that uh, Canada only contributes 1.6% of uh, to global greenhouse gases, and we absorb through our forestry a lot of that. So we're as carbon neutral as you can get. And remember, too, that manufacturers, it behooves us to lower our our, elect, our electricity and our, our gas and our diesel, because if we do that through technology, we lower our cost for our bottom line. So we have already done our part, we, and we continue to do our part through innovation. But we say innovation, not taxation. Um, taxation just goes to line people's pockets, we will innovate because it's the best thing not only for us to do as corporate citizens, but it also helps our bottom line. I'm not sure if you have the data collected, but how much of the business in Ontario is getting courted by the United States? Oh, every day we get uh, courted. Um, we, our coalition, our vice president of our coalition had a, a plant 
uh, called Plastic Cap. They did the little plastic caps for your Tylenol yeah. bottles, et cetera, and they just relocated to Virginia, um, not because they wanted to. And again, it, it becomes Sophie's choice. You you want to stay here because you're part of the community. You love your employees. You have long-term employees that you want to keep employed. But eventually, you get to that tipping point where you have to choose between your long-term employees that you love and the viability of your business. And a lot of businesses are getting to that tipping point. And as they increase uh, uh, carbon pricing and we don't get electricity under control because it was such a mismanaged file by the uh, provincial liberals, we just push companies, especially in manufacturing, into the open arms of the United States who just want the jobs and are happy to have you there. Yeah. And once you're gone, you aren't coming back. Exactly. Well, we'll uh, watch and see what the tone is set in that throne speech uh, tomorrow. Hopefully it's uh, somewhat business-friendly because it is scary times for businesses. Johnson, thank you. You're, you're very welcome. I'm also fearful because the resource sector and the manufacturing sector are so interlinked yeah. that one it depends on the other. And if you take one down, like the resource sector, you're going to take the manufacturing down because we provide parts and pieces for that sector. Yeah, I don't think people uh, factor in how many Ontario companies actually work hand-in-hand with the uh, oil sands. And so when they hurt, we hurt. And it's just a ugly, vicious cycle. We'll stay tuned. Jocelyn, thanks. Thank you so much for having me. Jocelyn Bamford is with the Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses. Hey, look, uh, it's not like they're crying wolf. I think they're just crying at this point. What's the point in being in business if you can't make any money? Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 